Hi, I'm John, member of Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> Hi, uh, my topic is sexuality and sp sponsorship. The very simplest warning I have is avoid mixing up sexual notions with any sponsor-sponsee relationship, no matter what. Recovery is why we are all here. As the big book reminds us in its first explicit reference to matters sexual, it's so easy to get way off track. So we try to be sensible on this question. This is why today there is almost universal acceptance of the rule that a man should sponsor a man, a woman, or another woman. Many of us attend men-only meetings, such as Loyola, in large part to avoid sexual distractions. I attend Loyola because I am an alcoholic man, and I relate best to what I hear here from other alcoholic men. <clears throat> For the majority of us, being, a being in a sponsor-sponsee relationship with someone of the same sex is a great solution. At the treatment center I was in, this principle was considered so central to recovery that the treatment program was gender-specific with very limited contact with women patients. It has been suggested to me, and I suggest to you, to choose a sponsor or sponsee of the same sex, or otherwise select a sponsor or sponsee where sexual attraction is completely absent. Of course, in our modern age, things frequently get complicated. Some of us with Loyola as our home group, myself included, are gay. On a personal note, my partner and I have been together for nearly 20 years. The biggest challenge to our relationship has been my alcohol and drug addictions. Without getting all crazy or political here, it's important to remember the following points when considering how to deal with sponsorship in the event either the sponsor or sponsee is gay. First, we are all here because we're alcoholic. My sexual preference is a difference, but as regards my disease, it's secondary, and in all the major respects of alcoholism, we are exactly alike. As long as I stereotype or objectify anyone, I am shortchanging myself and probably missing out on getting to know an interesting human being. My interest in my own sex life and that of my partner is probably healthy. My interest in your sex life is inappropriate. Honesty is essential to successful recovery, and the relationship between sponsor and sponsee must be based on this principle, along with the sacred bond of trust. So while I choose to keep my sexuality largely a private matter, I do not keep it secret. Before I chose my sponsor, who is a loving, straight, married man, I shared with him my sexual preference. I wanted recovery, so I did not want a sponsor who could, deal, who could not deal with my homosexuality, nor have one with any hint of sexual overtones. Not every man will be comfortable with a gay sponsee or a sponsor. That's okay. Just remember that the goal is recovery, and honesty and trust are the cornerstones of the sponsor-sponsee relationship. It, need, it needn't be the first question asked when entering into such a relationship, but when it arises, it must be dealt with forthrightly. For gay men, the selection of a sponsor or sponsees isn't always clear. I believe here one must be guided by their own instincts. Some gay men will not be comfortable working with a straight man, vice versa. In such cases, they may choose another gay man, which I believe is risky unless there is a dearth of sexual interest completely, or they may choose a woman, straight or lesbian. Here, though, it's not entirely stereotypical to say that a straight woman might develop an interest in a sponsee, such as trying to set them straight. <clears throat>
I've seen this happen. Um, so I know that there are some challenges that go along with being gay. Things that are obvious, including prejudice, ignorance, stereotyping, and lack of acceptance. And on occasion, there is even violence against the gay man. Of course, none of these factors made me an alcoholic. But a lack of understanding by a sponsor or some sort of gross insensitivity from another recovering alcoholic could be a factor in my drinking again. And that is, after all, what I'm here to avoid. One other aspect of sexuality that must be touched on is sexual abuse. Many of us have been sexually abused as children or as adults. And sadly, some of us have been or may be abusers, even today. Again, while I believe that this is not a cause of alcoholism per se, it can be a block to recovery. Sexual abuse seriously harmed, seriously harmed one's self-esteem, masculinity, and self-confidence. Unless the problem is dealt with, it causes a serious block to recovery. I believe it's beyond the scope of the traditional sponsor-sponsee relationship to deal with this directly. And my suggestion is, if you have had or now have problem with sexual abuse, you need to seek professional help outside of Alcoholics Anonymous. In conclusion, I believe that, ultimately, a man must be eternally vigilant with regard to the sex problem. Loving another alcoholic is good. Thirteen-stepping, that is, having sex with another alcoholic member, must be avoided always in any recovery-based relationship. Even the distraction of casual sexual attraction or abuse is dangerous when it comes to recovery. To close with another quote from the big book, we ask God to mold our ideals and help us to live up to them. We remembered always that our sex powers were God-given and therefore good, neither to be used lightly or selfishly, nor to be despised and loathed.